Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin. I'm my co-host, Tom Walker, and we are back with an EFL podcast for the first time in what seems like a good few weeks. Uh, we've got the Championship, League One and League Two, full fixture list in each one to talk through today. We're going to pick out our betting highlights from each of the leagues and uh, try and shake ourselves out of international mode for, for the time being. Um, plenty to sink our teeth into this week, Tom. Yeah, there is. Uh, obviously, the excitement of England is looming for the weekend, but also, you know, the bread and butter of the EFL. It, it's slowly coming back in its full guise. We were mentioning, Tom, the kickoff times are absolutely all over the place. So if you are having a bet this weekend, just make sure you check the kickoff times before you uh, start collating together a bet because it's a, it's a right old mess. Yeah, definitely. And I would also say, we're speaking before the show started recording about how bloody cold I am. Um, we might get a few postponements this weekend if the weather continues as it is uh, over in the old UK. You know, it's scheduled to be pretty much freezing, uh, zero degrees on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, minus degrees overnight. So we could see a, a few frozen pitch abandonments. Um, certainly wouldn't surprise me. Or, uh, you know, crowd safety uh, abandonments because mm. they're freezing around the ground. So yeah. that's certainly one to watch out for this weekend. So, uh, But we'll work with what we've got for now. All games still currently being played as of recording on Thursday night. Um, but yeah, this podcast is sponsored by the good folk at matchbook.com. Please do check that one out. We've got a banging sign-up offer for you uh, that's running during the World Cup. TFB podcast is the code you need to use at registration. And you will get double the odds on the best bet for uh, all of our World Cup tips. So what we do, we put out a, a little tip sheet for every single World Cup game on Twitter. One of the tips on the tip sheet is the best bet. And that bet is double the odds on matchbook.com. So it's a fantastic offer. Um, you can get favorites to win at really good prices then. And um, certainly something you should check out. Um, Shall we go straight in with the championship? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get us started. I feel like we've had enough of your bloody voice to start off with. So we're going to dive on in with the team with the best defence in the championship. Can you tell me who that is unless you've done research? Have you done research on that? Do you know who it is? On the best defence in the championship? Yeah, do you know uh, who it is? I, I, I'll hazard a guess that it's probably Preston. That is absolutely not Preston. Okay. I'm They're surprised. the third. They're the third. Second guess? Uh, Millwall. <clears throat> so, two games worse off. So, this team has played two games less than everybody else. So, that might give you your first clue. So, third top is Preston. Ding, ding, ding. Second is Sheffield United, and top is Coventry. They've conceded 18 goals in just 19 games. And again, Sheffield United and Preston have played 21, obviously because of everything that's going on with Coventry. Um, Tom, I'm normally pretty massive on if there's loads of off-field stuff going on. I think that affects player performance. And at the moment, obviously, Coventry... Facing eviction, um, you know, pantomime villain Mike Ashley uh, involved in 
giving them their their notice to hand over their keys and their passes, and it, it's all a bit of a mess. Normally, I would that would scare me, but with Coventry, I feel like they've been through so much, and uh, as a unit, they've been together for so long. Mark Robbins has been in charge for a long, long time. He's overseen all kinds of stuff, um, so this doesn't affect me. I don't think, like in my mind, and Coventry are on a really good run at the moment. Um, you know, in terms of the form table over the last eight games, uh, they are second, joint top with Burnley, 19 points from eight games. And they, you know, they're climbing up to mid-table. Obviously, they got off to a really bad start, but now they're only two points off of playoffs with two games uh, in hand. I mentioned at the start of the season, I thought they would make the playoffs. Uh, I did not expect them to start so badly, but I'm bringing that up because I've always had faith in this team. Uh, and I think that they can go to Reading, a team who I traditionally, and this season in particular, have not had any faith in at all, uh, despite them starting off hot. Uh, I think Coventry double chance at 1.52 is smart money. I think Coventry on the nose at 3.0 is worth a, is worth a go. Coventry are in the mm. groove. Um, Gjok is arguably the best striker in the league at the moment. And uh, yeah, I, I fancy them to go to a red inside who uh, are slowly starting to revert back to type. I would say third worst record over the last eight games, just seven points yielded. Yeah, I was going to probably have a look at the double chance in that one, but I, I do agree. You know, the price for Coventry, considering the form they're on and the form that Redding have been on um, is is certainly worth looking into. And I do think it's worth saying as well, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, the championship this weekend, because these teams in the majority haven't played for about a month. Yeah, there so is that. Yeah. How, how are, I'm a bit torn as to how much I should read into form before the World Cup break. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out this weekend. Um, I really am. As well as the fact that we've got a few new managerial appointments as we'll, yes, we'll talk we about, um, yeah. throughout the section as well. Um, a team that I'm looking at, 12 o'clock on Saturday, Blackburn at home to Preston solely because of Blackburn's cracking home record. Uh, they're 2.36 to get a win this weekend and Preston we've just touched on their fantastic defensive record um they have faltered in recent weeks before the world cup break but yeah Blackburn at home outstanding they've won six in a row uh, they've won eight of ten home games altogether uh, so far this season so yeah they're just on this fantastic winning run at, e at Ewood Park and I can't go against a team that has won six on the bounce at home is the is the top and bottom of this particular tip. Um, I think they're a good price for a team that is is so strong at, at their home ground. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm on you. Uh, I'm on you. I'm with you with that I, one. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, some that I had wrote down myself. I'm, I, I'm a big believer in. I think the Blackburn bubble will burst. I'm not saying they're not going to finish in the top six because. They might just collate enough wins to to do so. Um, but I think we're, we're going to see a bit of a level off. So it scares me a bit, but I am into it. Sheffield United, Tom, this is second against bottom. Uh, so we're not going to 
you know, pretend that we're geniuses here, but Sheffield United, they are short, as you mentioned before we uh, started uh, recording. They're one point five two. In my in my mind, they are the second best team in the league comfortably. I know again, I'm not exactly looking in a crystal ball because they are in second, but my personal opinion is there's a there's Burnley, there's a gap, there's Sheffield United, then there's a gap. Uh, I think these two finish comfortably in the top two. Uh, the end of the season. I know Sheffield United haven't been firing on all cylinders. They've been a little bit wobbly. Uh, but at home, of course, they've been pretty strong. They've lost two of 10, uh, winning five of them, scoring 22 goals at home. That's more than Huddersfield have scored all season. They've scored 19 on the road. Uh, Huddersfield have scored just nine. Sheffield United conceded just 11 at home. Um, it's, it's quite remarkable, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I'm happy to back them against the Huddersfield side. That I know Mark Fotheringham has come in and things have slightly improved and they've definitely got a bit of bark about them, the Terriers. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in Sheffield United all day. I'm not bothered that it's short. I think it will come in. Yeah, I had that one as well. I certainly think they should get the job done. Another three points on the board this weekend. And you touched on... Burnley, let's talk about Burnley. They play on Sunday. They're away at QPR um, and they're a pretty good price to get three points as well. They're 2.32 to get the win away this weekend. And I touched on the fact that there have been a few managerial changes in the championship. Uh, Mick Beal leaving QPR for Rangers is, is one of those changes. And I just think that plays into the hands of Burnley even more. I'd have gone for Burnley probably Regardless, um, I fully expect them to pick up where they left off prior to the international break. But just throw in the fact that QPR were on poor form. They've now lost their manager. Um, they don't currently have a permanent coach in charge. I I think it's all set up for Bernie to get a fairly comfortable three points here against the QPR side, who are probably in a little bit of disarray at the moment. Um it's probably just going to take a few weeks for them to get somebody new in permanently and uh, kind of sort themselves out and shake off the malaise that they had prior to prior to the international break and really get up and running again. Because um, they have started the season well, but, you know, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. And uh, Burnley are the last team you want to be playing, really, if the wheels are starting to come off. Totally agree. Um, I was waiting to see if you would mention that. Um, and of course you did. Um, yeah, even before, even before he left, uh, I think signs were there that you know things weren't going as perfectly as before. Uh, was that anything to do with the Wolves thing? I have no idea. But uh, yeah, they they certainly look vulnerable. And Burnley, as you said, are the are the great white shark of the championship. So not who you want to be uh, facing. Do you reckon that? Uh... He turned our Wolves because he had an eye on the Rangers' job. I know at the time Van Bronckhorst wasn't sacked, but do you think maybe having been assistant with Gerard at Rangers, Frank Van Bronckhorst potentially getting the sack, he he turned down the Wolves' job potentially with that in mind? Maybe. It all lines up, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Um, you can't tell me that he doesn't keep in touch with people at Rangers and maybe somebody said, hey, you know what, I know you you're in for the Wolves job right now, but I'm letting you know that 
Van Bronckhorst is two games from the sack, and if he gets it, you'll be in the frame. So, mm. yeah, maybe that is something. To be honest with you, until a party comes out and confirms it, we'll never know, but it all adds yeah. up, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. It certainly does. Um, any more of the champ for you, though? No, honestly, ready to, to dive into the third tier um, for me. I think um, before we do... I just want to, not specific tips really, um, but Rob Edwards, new manager of Luton, they're away at Middlesbrough this weekend. Luton, big price, 4.7 to get the job done at Borough. And Colo Torre, uh, the new manager at Wigan, they're 4.8 to win away at Millwall. So two tough games for the new managers in charge of those two sides, but... If you're like me and you do like to believe in the old new manager bounce, they're not bad prices for either of those two sides to get a win. It's true. It's true. It's definitely worth a speculative uh, little gamble, isn't it? Um, if, you, if you're if you into that kind of thing, surely one of them is going to get a result. No? I'd well, say... Surely get something. Yeah. I think... Well, I have no idea, really. I'd probably say Colo is maybe a bit more likely... I would say maybe, I mean, this is not very educated of me at all, but I just feel like his personality might spark something more than Rob Edwards. I feel like Rob Edwards might be better long-term and might have a better career, but I feel like Colo might come in and and get immediate results and then tail off, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know them from Tom, Dick and Harry, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, just thought I'd throw that one out there anyway uh, yeah let's move into League One then, regardless yeah so I'm going to get us started off with Accrington Stanley so they're at home to Portsmouth who a little bit concerned about Portsmouth I feel like they've gone off the boil a little bit you know the, the results are still there but the performances are, are a bit wobbly I, I felt like I felt like Portsmouth were looking pretty good at the start of the season, but I don't know. Something about the Cowleys, they just can't seem to string it together for too long. I always feel like a bad run is around the corner for Portsmouth. And Accrington is is not somewhere where you want to go. I know they're in 19th, which to me seems like absolutely wild because I feel like every time I pull up the scores, Accrington have upset somebody. I don't know. Have you ever seen that Twitter account, Tom? It's like football conspiracies. And it's like things, <laughs> people submit stuff that just doesn't make sense, but it does. I would submit that every time I check live score, Accrington have won. But they're down in 19, so clearly they don't win every week. Anyway, getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah I, I, have, I have, I have, yeah. There's there a few on there that I read them and I was like, that's so true. Yes, yeah. so true. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a... Thomas. They're like Thomas Muller, still thirty-two years old or something like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He's been thirty-two <laughs> for thirty-two years. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And that's how yeah. I feel about Accrington. I feel like they win every game, but obviously they don't. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been impressed with what they do. Obviously, we know that recently they haven't been playing too well. They've got the second worst record uh, over the last eight games. Again, Tom, how much do we want to read into that? Not 100% sure, but 
you know, I can see Accrington being a tough place to go. They take a hell of a lot of shots. You know, they've got attacking intent. They've got a threat. You know, on their day, they can be good at the back. 1.65 for the double chance against a bit of a, a stuttering Portsmouth side. I think I think that's worth a look. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that one. Um, there's a lot of negativity out that I've seen on social media around Portsmouth and the Cowleys, like you like you're saying. Um yeah, fans that I've that I've seen anyway certainly aren't happy at the moment with the direction that Pompey are going and the recent results and recent performances. Um so plenty for the Cowleys to sort out and it's gonna be a tough weekend for them, I think, again this weekend. Um let's look at Plymouth, they're away at Cambridge. Uh, Plymouth constantly good prices above evens. Uh, we saw it, we've seen it all season long, pretty much. Uh, again, this weekend they're two point two four. You know, this is a team that are top of the league still. Uh, Cambridge are in twentieth, so just three points above the relegation zone. And slightly worryingly, I was reading reports on uh, Plymouth against Port Vale last week. Plymouth lost to Port Vale. Um, apparently, they played absolutely horrendously. Uh, that was the first game back for them after the international break. So, hopefully, that was just a few cobwebs there for, for Plymouth. And they've shut them off and they're going to be back on it this weekend. But, yeah, they're an excellent price to uh, to get the three points if they can. Um, Cambridge have a big problem, um, especially at home. And it's scoring goals. Do you know when they last scored a goal at home? Um, I'm obviously it's it's going to be a long time ago, but I'm going to say November the twentieth, third of September. Bloody hell! Yeah, imagine if you're a season ticket holder. Bloody hell! You're not going to be happy, are you? (laughs) Fuming, fuming. Yeah. If you're a season ticket holder at Cambridge and you listen to this pod, please tweet us what it's been like over the last few games uh t underscore fb podcast please yeah well it went from from very good they they beat exeter burton and lincoln and then it's just flipped on its head to very bad they've uh, subsequently lost to barnsley derby sheffield wednesday port vale accrington and drew nil nil to bolton so they've they've not scored for six consecutive games losing five of those games and based on that and based on how good Plymouth were before the international break, 2.24 for Plymouth. Count me in. Mm, I'm into that. Tom, and I, I'm going to give you a heart attack, I think. I'm going to back a team on a double chance. They haven't won in nine. Um, they've lost okay. four, four of their last six. But good news Let's is be- they're, playing, they're playing against a team who haven't won in six. So, not bad. It's, it's, it feels like two bad teams going head-to-head. At least the team I'm backing is not going against, you know, an absolute juggernaut at the moment. Of course, I'm talking about Morecambe and Charlton. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be backing Morecambe on the double chance. You know, they have... They've played... What's that? Five... They've played ten games at home and have avoided defeat in six of them. So that gives me a bit of hope. They have only won one and they've only scored seven at home. I understand I'm not selling this very well, but I'm going to back them to get at least a draw against Charlton. It's 
and then again, Tom, I was, I was talking about turmoil. Ben Garner sacked, um, what, probably like a week ago maybe now, maybe just the start of this week. I think it was Monday, sorry, Monday. And uh, yeah, huge problems at Charlton as ever with, with these owners in charge. You know, the club's gone absolutely nowhere in the last couple of years. And it seems like the manager keeps paying the price and, and nobody else. You know, recruitment's off. They've, they've got a ton of injuries. And yeah, Morecambe, they're clearly not having the best season. Bottom of the league, two wins in 20, you know, but they've avoided defeat more than they've lost this season. So out of 20 games, they've won two, drew nine and lost nine. We're only looking for them to get a draw. Like we're not asking them to go out and pan Charlton, but there is a hell of a lot of turmoil at the Valley at the moment. And I think if Morecambe are up for it, then you know I can see them getting a result against a, a team down in the dumps such as the uh, such as the Addicts. So yeah, one point seven eight for the double chance. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's interesting that everything that you've read out so far, it's not been on my sheet to read out. So. I know you said you were struggling for League One. Looks like we'll, we'll certainly fill it between us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my um, last one. So you take it away now. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, the floor is mine then. Right. Mm. So next for me, I've got MK Dons against Fleetwood. This game to be both teams to score. Uh, 1.92 is the price for that. MK Dons still very much struggling, especially at Stadium MK. Uh, they've won just one game of their 10 at home. It's the worst home record in League One. Uh, conceded 18 goals in their 10 games. So just a shade under two goals per game that they're conceding. Um, not kept a clean sheet at home all season. So uh, bad, bad stats from an MK Don's point of view, but ones that certainly back up them conceding. Um, and then Fleetwood have had both teams to score in five consecutive away games and five of the last six games across all competitions, home and away. So Again, they're a team who I'm pretty sure we've backed a few times on the both teams to score and they've they've done well for us. Um, very much capable of getting a goal or two, but also leaky at the back. You know, there's a reason why they're, they're in 18th in the league and they've won four out of 20, but drawn 11. You know, they, they've been involved in a lot of draws, uh, score draws. And I think we'll see that again, potentially this weekend. Um, could be a draw, don't care to be honest what the result is, but I do think both teams will get on the score sheet at 1.92. Okay, next up. Next up, uh, what we got? We've got Ipswich. Uh, they're an early kickoff, 12.30 at home to Peterborough. 1.62 is the price for Ipswich. Ipswich currently in second place, uh, lost just two games out of the 20 played so far this season. Peterborough in 20th. However, they've um, they've played twenty, they've won ten, drawn one, and lost nine. So, very hit and miss at Peterborough. Uh, currently struggling. Uh, they've lost four games in a row across all competitions. Away from home, they've not had a very good record at all throughout League One. Uh, they've lost seven of ten away from home, uh, so not been travelling well whatsoever. Yet to keep a clean sheet away um, and there's nothing for me despite me fairly heavily backing Peterborough in um, pre-season for League One they're just not doing it justice at the moment despite the obvious quality in the squad 
it's just not working for them, particularly away from home, uh, really struggling. And Ipswich, of course, just, just plodding along, doing very well. Uh, one of the best home records in the division, uh, fifth best home record in the division. So, yeah, I do think Peterborough will lose fairly comfortably on Saturday lunchtime to Ipswich. And the last one from me, Lincoln on the double chance against Wickham Wanderers. Uh, the price for that one is the, the 1.5. Uh, basically, Lincoln haven't lost at home this season, so they do have an unbeaten home record. Uh, it went under the radar for me. I thoroughly thought they'd have lost considering they're the 12th in the league. However, no, they haven't. They've just drawn a hell of a lot of games at home. Uh, so they've played nine, won just two, but drawn seven of their home games. And based on that record, very tough to beat at home in okay form I, against a Wickham side who also are in fairly good form themselves, but uh, stronger at home than away. So yeah, Lincoln's continue their unbeaten home run with what I'd say was another draw I've had to call it. And that's it. Trying to find a balance between backing you up because you are 50% of the football betting podcast and I don't want to sue you. And also trying to say that I just don't agree with any of your tips. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find that balance at the moment. So I think it's best if we move on to League Two. If you don't agree, that's absolutely fine. I'm sure Mm, sure everyone would love to hear the, the debate. Yeah, variety is the spice of life, mate. Honestly, Wickham, I rate them quite highly. And then Mameti, I think they've got one of the best players in the league at the moment. Uh, Ipswich, they always always made me nervous. You know, another, um, another contribution to football conspiracies would be that Ipswich never score more than one goal, I think, in, in my head. Um, whether that's right statistically that's or not. Bad. I just, I just feel like they just never blow teams away, and and that that worries me because it leaves the opposition uh, always, um, always in the game. And then, uh, yeah, the both teams to score is the one that that I'm okay with, but the other two, oh, not for right. me. Well, I'm glad you're right with one of them out of the three. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, like you said, it'd be boring if we were just, you know, on the same page with every single game in the uh, the EFL. It'd be boring. <laughs> Right, okay. you, you talk now, because again, people are probably sick of my voice. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Okay, uh, Carlisle Barrow, very exciting derby. Oh, by the way, Tom, um, again, I was just scoping Matchbook's um, website for this weekend. There are three outcomes on the outrights, home, draw, away. Only three that are below evens. Again. Like League Two is the gold mine again. The shortest price for anybody this weekend in League Two is one point nine five. That is the shortest price, wow. and that's Stockport away at Rochdale. Um, so the game I'm about to talk about, Carlisle Barrow, Carlisle two point four, the draws three point two, Barrow a three point three five. It's it's an absolute gong mm. show in League Two at the moment. And if you can pick them, you're going to get some cracking prices. Uh, Carlisle at home, I think they're the better team. Um, I do like Barrow, and I think they're they're doing well. But 
it, I don't know why, in my head, I have Carlisle being a much better side, even though I looked at the league table and Barrow are actually above Carlisle by a point. They're both in the playoff spot, so clearly they're good sides. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised how um, how high up Barrow are compared to Carlisle, you know, having a, a little bit of time away from the EFL. But yeah, Carlisle, a decent home record. It's the eighth best in the division. Uh, away from home, Barrow, you know, I was looking for a little bit of weakness. There's is uh, the 14th uh, best away record. So it's not absolutely diabolical, but it, it's certainly not good. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a bit of a barnstormer, I think. Uh, you know, that is it's pretty hotly contested up in uh, up in that part of the country. And yeah, in terms of Barrow, you know, winning eight of ten. Uh, sorry, in terms of Carlisle, losing one of ten at home, and then Barrow winning just three of ten away. They've only scored nine goals on the road this season. I just I see Carlisle as a much better side in my head. Um, again, this is less statistically a more kind of eye test and where I gauge these two teams finishing at the end of the season. 2.4 for Carlisle. That's who I'm backing. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to dial us back to Friday night. We have Crawley Town against Hartlepool. Uh, I like the look of Crawley at 2.04. I don't think I've said I like the look of Crawley at all this season uh, on the pod, but <laughs> no. first time for everything this season. So, yeah, it, I was quite surprised to see, I think it was last week, that Keith Curl has been given a, a new deal at Hartlepool. Excuse me, runs until the end of next who? Mysterious Curl, sorry. No. Sorry, Mysterious Curl. Um, yeah, he's uh, they've shown commitment to him, despite the fact they're rock bottom of the league. Uh, no clean sheet for 14 matches. Uh, not one away from home all season long. Uh, that's across all competitions. Uh, their away form in the league uh, currently stands at played 10, 1-0, drawn 2, lost 8, conceded 23 goals, so over 2 again. Um, but yeah, kind of refreshing to see a manager be backed in that kind of situation. But uh, I know the damage wasn't all done by him. He's kind of joined early, earlier on in the season. But um, yeah, surprising to see the new contract news nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, Crawley. Um, I didn't expect them to be so good at home as they actually are. Kind of went under the radar for me. They've won four of the last five at home. And if we take that a little bit further back, uh, five out of the last seven. Um, they've beaten some decent sides as well. Uh, they've beaten Stockport, uh, Mansfield, Barrow, Swindon. Um, so they've knocked off some sides at home who are, you know, kind of up there, top half in League Two. And at 2.04, considering their strong home form against Hartlepool's terrible away form, I think Crawley should be a decent bet to uh, get a win on the Friday night. Hmm. Do you think Mysterious Curl's wife was in a sexy mood when he took home that new contract? Oh, my God. I bet he... Yeah, I bet she was. I bet she was in a sexy mood. The sexiest mood. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you get sacked, Keith... We're going to get a nice payout. So, yeah, I bet she was in the right mood. Right. um, (laughs) Moving on, Tom. uh, My bet 
of the weekend, and I know you were absolutely rolling your eyes left, right, and centre um, when I told you this, but I'm back in Sutton United. They are 1.96. They're one of those three bets you can have on the outrights in League Two that are under evens. Um, it's all about Colchester, mate. It's all about Colchester. I've been banging on for season after season after season of how poor I think Colchester are. I cannot believe they're still a league club. I think maybe this is the season they go. Uh, They're currently uh, in the last survival spot, so they are 22nd, but they are level on points. With Gillingham in 23rd, which is the first relegation spot. I mean, they've played 10 games, Tom. It's almost Christmas. They've got one point on the road. One. They have the 20th best attack, the 21st best defence. I mean, don't get me wrong. Are Sutton firing on all cylinders? No. You have a look at XG, middle, middle of the pack. Uh, how about their attack? Middle. How about their defence? Middle. Uh, what about their form over the last eight games? Middle. And where are they in the table? You guessed it. Middle. So... They're pretty average, but I don't think you need to be that much more than average to beat Colchester. Matt Bloomfield's come in and and barely had any kind of impact. You know they've managed to win one game under his stewardship for and you know credit to him a three 0 win against Doncaster, but it did come at home where they you know they're getting all their points basically. They've lost uh, just three of ten at home, but away from home. It's it's so bleak. It really is. And Sutton, they've avoided defeat seven times out of ten, winning five. So, you know, they're winning 50% of the game. So, you know, this is almost on a coin toss, I would say, in terms of Sutton. You know, can they turn up? Can they put in a six out of ten performance? It should be enough to beat them. And uh, I know it's, it's not exactly clear cut. You know, this isn't Man City against insert poor team Wolves at home or whatever but you know I think Colchester are that bad I'm willing to dance with uh, Sutton at 1.96 yeah um when you told me they were your kind of uh, big tip banker of the of the weekend <laughs> I I was yeah I wasn't convinced but I didn't quite realize how bad Colchester were they're really bad, aren't they? Bloody hell. They're terrible. Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. <laughs> like So I can yeah, I can see why you called it that, but Sutton themselves don't film with a lot of confidence. But yeah, Colchester has seemed woeful. Yeah. Yeah. Um a team who does film with confidence, Leighton Orient. Uh the juggernaut mm. keeps rolling on. Uh 1.99 are their price to uh, get three points this weekend. They're away at Crewe. Uh, Leighton Orient, 15 games, sorry, 15 wins in 20 games, 48 points already. Uh, they're inside the automatic promotion places by uh, 14 points, currently on for a 100-point season. No one ever, Ooh. no one's ever got to 100 points in uh, in the League Two era. Uh, the best is 99, Northampton Town got 99 points in 2015-16. But yeah, Leighton Orient, if they continue on their current rate, they will get well over 100 points. So 
remains to be seen if they can keep this this rate up. But um, yeah, on fantastic form. Um, away from home, they've won five of the last seven games, and they've gone away to some good home sides in League Two and won um, in that run. So most recently, they went away to Stockport and beat them two one. Uh, they've won away at Harrogate. They've won away at Carlisle. Carlisle, typically strong at home. Uh, they've won away at Barrow. Again, Barrow, another strong home side. So, yeah, they're just a team who seem to be beating everybody who's put in front of them and going to continue to back them, especially at a price that's just a touch under evens. Um, yeah, should be another three points for the O's, really, against a, Craw- a Crawley, against a crew side who are pretty... Hit and miss, win one, lose one, draw one. Meh. Yeah, totally get that, mate. Um, yeah, had them, had them down uh, on my list for sure. Uh, they're l- looking pretty ominous, aren't they, for uh, for promotion, really? Yeah. And it's not even Christmas yet, but it is feeling very inevitable. Uh, you know, obviously the top three go up um, automatically, and you know they've got a twelve point gap on Barrow at the moment, so. They've got a huge cushion to uh, to use as a platform. Tom, I, I think Stockport are like a bear waking up from hibernation. I feel like they got promoted yes, I agree. and then they went into the cave and they went for a good old snooze. Uh, lots was <laughs> A lot was expected. They were favourites with many bookies uh, to win the division and get promoted. Uh, they were really disappointing for quite a while, to be honest with you. And that is why, even though I think they're awake from their slumber, they're only 12 still. Then They've gone up to mid-table because they started so slowly. But, you know, as you can guess, they've they've picked up. Uh, As I mentioned, they are the shortest-priced team, uh, shortest-priced outcome in League 2 this weekend is for them to beat Rochdale away at 1.95. So... Still, we're still getting a cracking price, to be honest with you. And yeah, they're playing against Rochdale, which again I think is some kind of derby. Um, you know, they're very geographically uh, close together, so I'm assuming they're not each other's favourite team. Stockport haven't lost any of the last six matches, of course. There's the caveat uh, that it's not, you know, been perfectly joined up. There's been, you know, breaks for the World Cup, etc. But Stockport certainly. Uh, look good for it, don't they? Um, they are flying at the moment away from home. They're slowly starting to pick up. Their record still isn't great because of the start of the season they've had. So what you have to look at is form table in the last eight games because essentially we're looking at two different teams here. Uh, you know, start of the season, Stockport, and the last couple of months or so, last couple of weeks or so. Stockport, they have the fourth best record in the league over the last four games. It's 16 points from eight games. And Rochdale, as I mentioned earlier, Tom, they are struggling somewhat. They're in uh, 22nd at the moment. They're a point uh, above the drop zone. But, you know, in terms of home records, again, similar to Colchester, I'm, I'm kind of picking on Rochdale here. Seven points from 10 games. That is, that's bloody horrendous. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, rubbish. Offense going forward, they are the 23rd 
uh, least potent team in the league. Uh, well, 23rd most potent, I should say. Again, you know, it's got to be read out, mate. Gillingham have scored six goals in 20 games this season. Remarkable. Rochdale, 14. So they are the second worst, but by a, by a little bit of a way there. But yeah, anyway, going back to it, Stockport, fully expect them to go to Rochdale and Spotland and, and get a win at 1.95. Could be a juicy price. Yeah, certainly. Um, I like that one. And uh, that is me done for League Two. Unless there's any more that, that you want? No, no. Happy to move on and uh, read out this week's treble. Now, before we do so, uh, it's important to remind everyone that these are just our tips. We're, we don't say that we are experts or professionals and we don't have a crystal ball. This is just what we want to throw together as a bit of fun for the weekend. If you want to back us, great. But make sure you put in your own research as well into the teams that we're reading out. So, you know, you're not just backing blind on, on what two blokes on a podcast say. So <laughs> we're going to go... Um, for the following treble. So we are going to back Sutton. I managed to uh, to sneak that one in there against Colchester at home, of course. Uh, we're going to go for Stockport away at Rochdale, which I also just read out. And then as Tom mentioned earlier, we're going to let it ride to Sunday. And we're going to go for Burnley away at QPR. It's best priced at 92 and uh, yeah, please gamble responsibly. Make sure you do your own research. But uh, that's what we will be back in this weekend. Yeah, please do check that out on uh, on matchbook.com. And yeah, as we spoke about at the start of the show, check out the, the sign-up offer. You can get our best bets at double the odds. So for example, uh, if we say England are going to beat France and England are currently 2.5 to beat France, uh, you can get England at 5.0 to beat France uh, using the sign-up code TFBpodcast at matchbook.com. So it's certainly an offer that's well worth taking advantage of to um, yeah get those big odds. Uh, the only way you can do so is by seeing the tips on Twitter. Tom, tell us how they can follow us on Twitter. Yeah, T underscore FB podcast. It is largely Tom at the moment, I'll be honest with you, pumping out the amazing graphics for every single game. We've had a tip for every match. Uh, we've, we've done all right. I think I need to put together some data to see how well we have done, um, you know, specifically, but I feel like we're, we're backing some real winners at the moment as particularly on the first goal scorers. It seems to be, uh, seems to be a good market for us. So yeah, give us a follow on there. Lots of uh, bread and butter, EFL Premier League stuff to come obviously after the World Cup and final question Tom is uh, are England going to beat France this weekend yes it's coming home mate yes is it is it or are you just excited I'm just excited just, I think just setting beaten. myself up to get disappointed I think we've got an excellent chance of beating them um, yeah, genuinely uh, the only thing that concerns me is are we good enough to beat France and then be probably Portugal, and then be Brazil or Argentina. <laughs> Whether we can go back to back to back beating three top teams is another question. But can we win on Saturday against France? Yeah, you bet. We when can. I go when I go to sleep at night and I close my eyes, 
I do see Kylian Mbappe running at the England defence. And it it genuinely scares yeah. the, the daylights out of me. But apart from that, and Gr- I think Griezmann's had low-key good tournament. But apart from that, I, I'm not that worried. Am I being disrespectful or or what? No. No, no. I think we don't give I don't think we give enough credit to our own team. I think everything mm. this weekend everything I've seen this week is focused on Mbappe, Mbappe, Mbappe. How do we stop Mbappe? We've built I know he's a fantastic player, probably one of the best in the world. But we we built him up to be this this massive immovable unstoppable object the way I see it. Whereas we should just focus on our own strength. Yes, have a plan to tackle Mbappe, but concentrate on what we, we can do well and how the French should be worried about us. Because, you know, Kane, Foden, Saka, Bellingham as a front four, that's that rivals most nations in the world. You know, they right. should be worried about that. Okay. We're going to clip that up and we're going to send it to Gareth Southgate, gareth.southgate at england.co.uk email address that I've just made up. And then the players can watch that before the game and they can get fired up and bring it home. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that'll get him psyched. <laughs> it will. Cool. Well, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, uh, thanks for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us uh, a rating and review wherever you do listen to your podcasts. Uh, Get in touch on Twitter, like Tom mentions. Uh, Check out Matchbook. And we'll be back again with another pod at the same time next week. So cheers, guys. Bye-bye.